Ja, ja, denk dan! Wit is drama. Wit is drama. Wit is drama. Building bridges. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. You're good to go. Welcome to Building Bridges. I'm Sebi. I'm Jan. And I'm looking for my notes. I mean, I'm Dave. And this is a Eurovision podcast for the rest of us. Today, we're going to review the songs of Semi-Final 2, which is going to take place on May 11th in Liverpool. And let's start. Without further ado, the first song is Riley with Breaking My Heart for Denmark. Um, well, we talked about this a little bit in our review for the Danish National Final. It's a fine song for me, but I just think Riley is very poor vocally. Like the national final, I didn't really like that. And also, you know, all his performances so far didn't really convince me. So I would give this maybe like four out of 10. And I also could see it struggle to go through. Jan, what do you think? I thought I think this was your favorite in it the was. Danish national final. Right? It was. And so you can see how weak the national selection was in Denmark this year. Um, I, I, I mean, it's obvious why they went for Riley and Breaking My Heart. It's, it's a, it's a, you know, like totally made up for being, you know, song of the year on the Danish radio stations, um, being, you know, overplayed a lot and a lot and a lot. Um, for me, it was choosing the best from, you know, the songs that um, Danish national selection offered this year. Um, but I don't think it will be, you know, able to go and to, you know, earn the qualification card for the grand final. Um, again, the song is just there. It's pretty much, you know, I cannot really connect with it on any specific level and i don't think they will qualify i give them yeah i give them four yeah i also don't see this qualifying um it's it's annoyingly catchy and i don't like that reverb effect that they use so uh, i had this down at a three but it is cool that he's from the faroe islands some new representation all right, the dreaded number two spot in this semi-final goes to Armenia. Brunette is singing Future Lover. When this was first released, I wasn't really convinced by this. Um, I was a little bit disappointed, you know, but that was basically just due to the Euro fans who hyped her up. And I do think this is a very good song. And I like uh, how unusual it is for Eurovision. You know, it's structure. Um, it starts very slow. Then it suddenly has a rap part tuning in. And I like the last bit uh, in Armenian, where she's elevating, sort of, in the music video. Um, I hope this goes through. I'm not 100% sure, but right now I would say yes. And I would give this a solid 7 out of 10. You know, after last year's hype, especially the one after Eurovision and whenever you go, like whenever I leave my apartment or is that like or a shopping mall or if that's, I don't know, you know, being in a car, just, you know, randomly going to random radio station, there's Rosaline and there's Snap, you know, um, and this is how this, you know, this whole thing was created, you know, by by the Eurovision fandom to hype this whole uh, thing up but um you know i i kind of i can hardly go on that you know train of future lover i think armenia is qualifying 
um, that shouldn't be a struggle for them. Uh, but it's not really a song that I personally enjoy the most. Yeah, this is going to need some some great staging. I think her vocals are fairly good, but um, I mean, Armenia surprised us last year for sure. Uh, I think uh, Rosalind last year had some of the best staging, some of the most innovative staging, uh, and it elevated what at the time I guess we would have thought was kind of an underwhelming song, not knowing what was going to happen with it. And maybe Future Lover will explode as well. Who knows? But um, pre-competition, just based off the studio version, I'm giving this a three. And do you see it qualifying? Yes, just based off the fan uh, fandom. Everyone seems to be dying for this, so maybe maybe they'll push it to qualify. All right, number three is Romania. Teodor Andre, who is here in our podcast, of course, is singing Dejete. Um, well, Dave and I had a lot of fun with Theodore Andre. He could literally join his podcast and talk for hours as well. Um, I just don't really see Romania qualifying, especially with the revamp. You know, the revamp is sort of, it has a bit of it that it's acoustic. And I don't know if this is going to work. Um, again, I see that this is different and this definitely stands out as well. But right now, I would see it as a non-qualifier. And I would also go for free. Well, Digite isn't my cup of tea. It wasn't at the beginning. It wasn't at the time of the Selección Nacionala. It wasn't um, at the time of, of the pre-parties. Um, he's doing some medley of Eurovision songs. Some of them... I mean, he... He, he's delivering in, in in his own way, but I just don't like this whole idea of it. And it's not really, you know, a song that I would see in the grand final. And I also don't think it will qualify overall. Um, so I give it a two and a non-qualification. Whereas Luke Black, I think, uh, like this, this symbolism and these metaphors just come more naturally to him. Talking to Theodore, it almost felt like he was trying to jam pack the song and the performance with as many symbols and metaphors as he could because he's, he's like forcing, forcing the art on the song. And I think, I think it's too much. Um, and it just comes together in a, in a weird way. Um, yeah. Maybe future generations will look back and this will be a masterpiece for them. Who knows what will happen with music, but for right now, um, <laughs> it's, it's not on my repeat list. We'll put it that way. So I, like Jan, I give it a two as well, unfortunately, which is too bad. He's so young. He's got such, he, like he could, he could be back to your vision for Romania someday, but uh, I don't think this is the song yeah. to do it with. So I, and I, I don't think it will qualify either, unfortunately. Well, song number four is Estonia, and Alika sings the very great song Bridges, which is the best title ever. Um, she should sing an intro for us sometime. <laughs> should arrange that. Um, I have to say, I think she's definitely one of the best voices in this Eurovision. Um, and I mean, we have people like Lorraine, like Blanca Paloma, and I think Alika can really compete with those, despite being so young. Um, I like the song. I love how it builds throughout and it gets really strong at the end. 
Um, and especially in this semifinal, which is much weaker than the first one, I think this is very easily going through. Jan, I think Malika was your favorite of Estilal as well, at least one of your favorites. Yes, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it's a good song. It's no secret that, uh, well, there was some other uh, specific song in Estonian national final, which is still on my playlist, <laughs> High Bad Philosophy. Um, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a great song. I know, I know, Dave, I know. <laughs> uh, it's a great song, and I think Estonia here went for a safe choice, and I don't see any issues with them to qualify or not. Uh, I think Estonia is a safe qualifier this year, and I give them six. I will disagree for once. Um, I don't see this as a safe qualifier. Um, I think, uh, and we still haven't said where we're going. Of course, we'll announce that uh, very soon. But when we're, hopefully, if I can get off this foggy rock uh, and we can actually watch the shows together, I think I'll be preparing snacks for you both uh, because this is my uh, fourth in a row that I'm not really looking forward to. I just find the da 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 like it's just so just annoys me and i don't know why because she can sing very well um so i can't put my finger on it i just i just don't enjoy it um so i'm giving this one also a two and i and i and i don't think it's a safe qualifier and uh i've gone through and already picked my 10 and this one was on the bubble for me just because I know people like it and I think a lot of people want this to qualify and will vote for it but I think this one ended up being 11 for me in my what I think will happen ranking so this one is our first uh, disagreement of this episode I think uh, I think this one's out all right let's see if we agree on the next one it's Gustave with because of you for Belgium at spot number five um I wasn't too fond of this when it was selected for Belgium. Um, I would have preferred Gala, you know, it was the typical dark Belgian vibe. But now seeing the semi-final, and especially with this running order, this is the first song that's not super serious, you know, that adds a bit of fun to the competition. And I think it will benefit from that. And I think it's going through. He needs to change his outfit for sure. <laughs> but um, yeah. It's middle of the road for me. I would give it a 5 out of 10, but in this semi-final, it's one of the better ones and qualifying. I have to say that um, because of you, it's, you know, it's kind of grower for me. Um, and I love how he's like getting, you know, back to the early, like late 90s, early 2000s with, with this kind of style of music. Um, but you know, I, I, as I said before, I'm always up for this kind of uplifting songs as, as this year's song is for Belgium. So I hope that it won't struggle with qualifying, but I think that Belgium here is between 10th and 12th, um, place in the semifinal. And I hope it's going to be at least 10th. So we see the song again in the grand final. I don't know why this one has been so neglected by the Eurovision community. I don't know if people are too wrapped up in the big, you know, the big favorites to to give some love to this one. Um, 
I, I think, like you said, like after four very serious songs, I think Gustav is going to come on and just blow the roof off the arena. Um, this one doesn't have to make sense. It's fun. It's upbeat. I can't see him ditching the hat and the, the floofy, uh, <laughs> the ruffled, ruffled coat or whatever it is he has on. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm really glad this won. Like, if we flash back to January 14th, I was blogging another show that night, I think, and kind of switched over to, to Eurosong just to see the results. And because everyone was talking about Gal Drago or whatever her name was and Sherine no, and no, the no. others. Um, yeah, yeah. Sh- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sherine and some, yeah. Like, I, I, I didn't even really know Gustav was in this. Um, and of course mm-hmm. I, f- I flicked over and then saw the points come up and he won. So I didn't see because of you until he did the reprise at the end. And I saw, I was like, how, how was this not on anybody's radar? How did this not just win, you know, straight away? So I'm, I'm very happy. I think it's going to qualify. And I also give it a seven. I can't wait. Whatever snacks and wine you have after Alika, that's it. I'm not moving after that. So song number six is uh, Andrew Lambrow with Break a Broken Heart for Cyprus. Um, this song really doesn't touch me at all. Uh, it's incredible how I can mention heart so many times and yet I don't feel anything. It almost sounds, you know, AI written for me, like it feels so unpersonal. But, you know, that's just my own taste. Um, what bothers me more or, you know, what worries me with this is that Andrew struggled with a very easy song at Australia Decides with Electrify. It didn't really sound that good, and this song is much more challenging. It has a lot of high notes, a lot of long vocal moments. I don't know if he can do that, and I do see it as a qualifier in the end, because, you know, Greece is going to give it 12 for sure, also a few points from Australia for sure. But yeah, in the final, he might struggle a little bit more. So just because it's not my personal taste, I'll give this like a two maybe, but I see it as a qualifier. I I, I love it. It's 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 a you know it's a nice drama song, and 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 I think Andrew is doing it well. We will see if if he will be you know able to to deliver that live. Even though Sebi said that he he struggled with that in Australia decides. But, um, you know, for me as a qualifier, I enjoy this song maybe way too much as I should, um, and I'm giving it eight. Yeah, I'm not that worried about it uh, qualifying, um, unlike, unlike Sebi. I didn't, I didn't find Electrify that bad in Australia Decides, uh, and I think what he might lack in the vocals, he makes up for in stage presence. He's, he's good on stage, he's natural. Um, if and if he can nail the vocals like he he does on the studio version, I I think this will sail through. So I'll give it just a little bit less than Jan and give this a seven. Song number seven is Iceland. Diljau sings "Power." I have to say, I like this song, and I like the performance was kind of weird in Sangwa Kaplan. They should work on that. I just think it it might be forgotten. And I would give it a 6 out of 10, out of personal taste, but I would put it as a non-qualifier for now. You know, it reminds me, you know, out of other stuff Iceland has done in the past that didn't make it through, you know? Let, let's say Svala with paper. It kind of gives me those vibes. I think that, um, you know, power is very, how would I say, 
uh, made in a very Icelandic, Icelandic way. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's different, um, and you know she's definitely doing her best. But I'm not really sure about qualifying. Also, I don't really see power so regularly on my Spotify playlist, and um, but. You know, maybe things can change for Liverpool. Uh, but as for now, I don't see Iceland qualifying to the grand final. It's a typical bubblegum poppy song. It's upbeat. It's happy. Um, I mean, I'll be I'll be content after Belgium and Cyprus. This will be a nice little continuation of kind of the more... Uh, the, the songs that I like a bit more. Um, that said, uh, despite her energy... And her vocals, which are pretty good, we heard them in "Swing the Captain." Uh, I, I think it might maybe be a bit too generic for people, and uh, she might fall through the cracks there. So I've I've also got her not qualifying. That said, I would love to see her on Saturday, but I just my gut's telling me that uh, she won't make it through in the top ten. I'd be happy for her if she did, but I just don't see it. Well. Number eight, another podcast guest of ours, Victor Vernica, sings What They Say for Greece. I have to say, um, the song itself, you know, again, <laughs> heard before, not very, wouldn't stay on my mind, but I think Victor's voice stands out so much, especially for a 16-year-old with such a deep voice. And I think he's going to be able to sell that live. And, you know, he has a 12 from Cyprus, a short and probably some points from Denmark as well. So I do see him as a qualifier. Well, Victor is having, you know, these great vocals, which I enjoy. And um, speaking of vocals, like his deep voice, can I think he can fit this song perfectly, you know. Um, and I, I don't think he should have any bigger issues when it comes to, you know, qualifying or not from this semi the song is good he's doing it well um he's you know i wouldn't say that uh, i would say that he will qualify um and i give it a six this is the least greek entry i think we've had in quite a while um i i like it it's uh, it is a bit generic as well kind of like uh iceland with Diliao. Um, so can't, I still can't get over. He's 60. Like he must've hit puberty when he was three. Did he like, how, how does he have this <laughs> big, deep voice for a 16 year old? And, and, and again, yeah, I mean, he's so much sure as well. Yeah. Had him so over, like, pleasant to talk to. So intelligent. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just not used to 16 year olds here being, being like that, I guess. Um, like the, the song though, I mean, it does tell a story and with the right visuals and staging, I think this could be quite good. Um, yeah, and I can see this as well for, for whatever reason, I just get the feeling this could end up going, I, I mean, it's not a Rosa Lynn, but it could end up being a nice background TikTok music or something later. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think this one could surprise in Liverpool. I'm saying, yeah, a six and I'm saying it will qualify. We have Blanca with Solo. I think we can cut this short. Um, We already dedicated an entire episode to it. Um, It's disrespectful to Polish fans, you know, that they cannot have the song they chose to represent them. Um, The vocals are awful, uh, like the worst of the 37. 
and she added a dance break now to the song and she already was you know tired from walking down the stairs so good luck with that um yeah a zero for me and a non-qualifier uh, in in the train wreck that it is, I, I think there's some beauty. There's beauty in almost everything. I think. Um, th- see, there's. I, I know. So I I totally understand where Sebi's coming from, and I don't want to take away from his opinion because I know he viscerally hates this song. But there's a lot of factors. She could have backing singers. They could use special effects. Like there's lots they can do. Uh, they'll they'll have more at their disposal in Liverpool than they did in Warsaw at the national final to cover up the questionable vocals, we'll say. Um, the staging could change. And because it's 100% televote, because there are polls everywhere, uh, many of whom didn't follow the drama of the national final, if they're not big Eurovision fans, you don't necessarily know all that happened. Or you'll have forgotten about it by the time we get to you know May, what would this be, May 11th. At the end of the day, Eurovision was made to be um, a contest where the politics or any kind of, you know, things related to the countries would be, you know, on the other side. So this is why I'm saying I'm enjoying this. Um, I don't think she will qualify, though, because it's it's at the end of the day, even though if they add some glorious backing vocals, I'm not sure this song will do well, but I will definitely continue to listen to the studio version of that. But given two chances to qualify, I'm saying no. Uh, but I'm giving this song, you know, a seven. All right, song number 10 is Joker Out uh, with Carpe Diem for Slovenia. Um, I don't know if you want to start with this one, Jan. Well, you know, I may be biased with this one. Uh, but uh, yet again, I have to say that I'm never, you know... So stick to our entries and just for what they are. So I'm not this one of kind of people who will be, yeah, you know, we're off, you know, to win or something. But when it comes to Joker Out, it's, it was kind of obvious choice, I think, when it comes to our broadcaster. They selected the most successful artist, Slovenian artist, both nationally and inter, like internationally right now. Uh, and I think it's great. The song is great. Um, at, at the time as we're recording, uh, they were having this um, concert in Ljubljana for local fans. It was packed and the whole audience was singing with them, both Eurovision and the rest of the songs. Um, and after s- such a long time, I can say clearly that there will be no issues whatsoever for Slovenia to qualify for the grand final. Um, and yes, you can call me BS, but I give them 10 because they deserve it. Their quality, they're, you know, they're nice. They know how to, you know, whenever they went to these pre-parties, it felt like they're, they are there every year because they're pretty much, you know, they get along with so many people and they really embrace this Eurovision world. And they were probably the only artists to attend every uh, pre-party this year. Or am I wrong? Maybe. No, at least like the first ones from Slovenia who attended everyone. Yeah. So, yeah, I give them a 10 and sure qualifier for me. Well, I agree. It's not a 10 for me. Um, Like maybe I saw that it's a solid 7 still. Um, It's easily qualifying. 
Um, the song itself is good. Um, what gets me a lot more, though, is that they elevated so much live. I don't find myself listening to the yes. song a lot in studio version, but the live performance was amazing. And, you know, that's what matters in Eurovision in the end. So, yeah, definitely a qualifier. Yeah, I think I think Slovenia can be very proud of this. Uh, personally, it's my favorite Slovenian entry since 2011, since Maya. Like this, this is this is rock, but it's not too much. It's pop, but it's not too much. It's just a happy song, and when they get on stage, um, I mean, you both said it. They elevate this so much, um, and I'm fairly confident to say that Slovenia will be back in the grand final after four years. So this is this is all good. All right, song number eleven is Iru with Echo. I didn't even know there was a song title until I looked it up. Um, I don't think it's ever mentioned in the song. Um, but that's just because the lyrics don't make any sense and it's total gibberish. <laughs> but that being said, um, you know, it's a strange year when Georgia is a sure qualifier because her vocals, holy effing shite. Like this <laughs> woman can belt out notes that I've never heard before. Um, that's definitely enough to go through in a semifinal as week. And I think we should uh, keep this in mind for the jury votes in the final, because I think Georgia might be very high up for that one. She's definitely, you know, a powerhouse of the year uh, when it comes to vocals. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, the song itself... Mm, not so sure if it's really up my street, as Sebi said before, you know, um, lyrics kind of, even though how powerful the song is, lyrics kind of doesn't make any sense, uh, but it's, you know, totally jury song, and it will qualify for the finals, and it can do very well with the juries again. Um, this one, yeah, is uh, not my, my favorite. I, I, I find it very screamy which turns me away kind of like uh Aya this year this this screaming lady vocal just doesn't uh doesn't go well in my ear I guess um but that said she she does sing well when she's not doing those screamy bits and this is jury friendly and she's been talked about a lot at pre-parties and in the fandom so this could this could surprise this could do I think better than most people think and I see this going through quite easily to the final. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because like many people try to make excuses for other artists. You know, the sound is bad at pre-parties and then Iro comes along and slaps them all in the face because she sounded flawless every single yeah. time. <laughs> um, well, speaking of flawless, San Marino, the pig jacks with like an animal are performing on spot 12. <sighs> I mean... It's no, it's a non-qualifier. I don't even know what else to say about it. I, I mean, speaking of repetitive, yeah, <laughs> they so say that animal like bit over and over and over and over. Yeah, I didn't even listen to it that many times. I hardly remember that. But like, yeah, non-qualifier and a two out of ten for me. Even though they're like great musicians in a way of you know of a quality. I'm not sure this song is the right fit for it. Um, unfortunately, there's no doubt that San Marino is again, you know, kilometers away from their best result from 2019 with Say Na Na Na. Um, and 
yes i i don't think that there's you know i feel sorry for them because like as much as i was watching the pre-parties they seems like a nice bunch of guys um who are really enjoying their ride to uk but i don't think that like an animal is a song which would bring them to the grand final and i give it a four yeah um i i i mean you've got to admire san marino um because i mean let's call this what it is this is a publicity stunt plain and simple um which some people might disagree with uh or or kind of shake their heads at but i i see it in a different way this does two things having una voce per san marino gives the country the tourism and the financial boost it needs and and the and the spotlight in the world because they had well i think over 40 artists from over 40 countries apply this year to go and take part it also gets them to eurovision every year which is another good spotlight for the country um it's just the quality of the music coming out of this that's not that's that's like if they could somehow get that out of this as well it would be great because the peak jacks i mean like you said they're they're fit well they're 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 impressing at the pre-parties in terms of people like them people want pictures with them they're a good group of guys but they're not getting the people singing along with their songs like they are for other artists all right song number 13 is who the hell is Edgar? by Taya and Selena for Austria. Oh, <laughs> I'm slowly applying for Austrian citizenship right after um, recording this podcast. Um, um, it's, it's great. I love it. It's, um, it was, I think, love the first listen. Uh, it's so messy. It's so, but, but yet again, with this powerful message, the girls can deliver. They, they proved that at the pre-parties. Um, and and I can't wait what they will bring to Eurovision stage. So it's a sure, uh, sure qualifier for me. Um, even more, I would dare to say that uh, both Thea and Selena are winning the semi-final too. And I'm giving them 10 out of 10. <gasps> oh, mio padre. I think I agree with Jan. I've got a feeling that Austria might just win semi-final too. Um, when this was announced and when it got kind of revealed on that crystal ball channel, I was really afraid that this would be a joke entry and that Austria would do worse than they did last year. And in some respects it is, but I've got to give a plug to the overthinking Eurovision YouTube channel again. They really dissected this and even down to when the color red is used in the video and, and the symbolism of all that. It's, it's really incredible. Um, this is not a joke entry. Um, this is quite good and i often kind of embarrassingly catch myself listening to this on repeat so i'm going to give this an eight and like i said like i can't see this not qualifying yeah so um it's very hard as an austrian eurovision fan to support your own entry <laughs> especially recently like we have ups and down um like we come from between winning to zero points to third place to not qualifying for four years in a row I really like this. Uh, I got to meet them. I got to listen to the song being premiered. Um, I loved it right from the start. I would give it a 9 out of 10. And I really don't want to jinx it. But I think we should be good for the final this year. 
finally again. Well, let's see if Albina for Albania, who of course brings her whole family on stage, or maybe not her whole one, because I think that the stage isn't enough for that, but like her closer family. Song number 14, Albania. Um, I gotta say, I am not fond of this one, and I usually am the one to like Albanian entries. And this is one of my least favorite songs from Albania, to be honest. It just doesn't connect with me at all. You know, the family members didn't really have stage presence on the fixed stage. And, you know, <laughs> the music video is kind of hilarious. You know, how Albina just gets into crying, like, so overdramatically. If they qualify, I wouldn't be shocked. But right now I have them as a non-qualifier just because Albania usually benefits from the juries. So maybe they're like the 11th in the semi for this one. Well, um, the thing is that... Um... I am not also not really fond of this song uh, this year. Um, it's it's you know it's this huge idea of of um, this whole family being on on the stage. Um, I don't really see it sadly as a qualifier. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just I just i watched fic for the first time last year and i think i was spoiled because there were a lot of really good songs in it last year and then this year came along and we heard all what was it eight thousand songs in that and i was like where's the good song who's gonna win it i so uh it was it was long and drawn out for me this year um i mean happy she won she's quite a, again i can't fault the singing she's very very good it's the song for me that i just don't enjoy um so I gave this a 1 out of 10. And uh, I know Albania usually somehow finds a way to qualify, even though they send all these ballads all the time. But I think this might be the year that they're just going to have to sit out the final. Well, uh, number 15 is Lithuania, another returning artist. Monica Linkit sings Stay Chutututo. Tuto. Um, well, I think this is one of the catchiest songs in the semi-final. I can already hear everyone shouting Chuto, Tuto in the audience. And Lithuania is one of these countries that always does better with televotes because, you know, they have a huge diaspora. I think this is a 12 or 10 from the UK, which is voting in the semi. Poland, Estonia, it's going to get a lot of points from all these countries. Um, but also the song is just, you know, it's like a beautiful ballad, but then it has this really catchy uh, native language chorus vibe. So I think Lithuania is definitely qualifying. And yeah, I would give it, I really like this. I listen to it a lot. So I would go for an eight. Um, yeah, well, you know, it's, I have to say that I preferred her 2015th entry um, over this one, it's it's a nice song overall. I it's not that I don't enjoy it. It's maybe sometimes just that um, it doesn't come to my mind to go and to listen to this one. But I will definitely pay some attention to her when she will be performing in Liverpool, trying to gain some votes for um, Lithuania. I mean, I don't think she will struggle with qualifying. I think Lithuania is a safe qualifier, and I give it a five. Again, you guys stole, stole all the things I had to say. Um, I, I, I also, the, the, the one thing I remember about this, this song is the chorus, the chuto tuto, and 
I can see people in Liverpool in the stadium and they've got their phones out and they've got their lights on and they're kind of waving back and forth and singing along with her. And I think that'll be the hook that gets her into the final. Well, and headlining this semifinal, of course, um, I can maybe speak for all three of us that this was one of our favorite interviews this season. Um, Voyager for Australia with, I was almost going to say Dreamer, but no, it's Promise this time. <laughs> we know that Australia doesn't usually do that well with the televote, but I can promise them they're going to be all right because, you know, <laughs> yeah, an 8 out of 10 and a show qualifier. The thing is that, like, they, um, it really, I think, looking back to this whole preseason ahead of Eurovision, I think this was really also my favorite um, interview we, we had. Um, there were, like, I mean, from very start, you know, it was really hard to rearrange the interview with them because, of, of course, time zones. Um, and obviously, when they got to Europe, we were so happy to have them here. Um, this is, you know, again, one of the songs which is not usually my genre on my Spotify, but I enjoy it very much, very dearly. And I hope this is not the last participation of Australia in the Eurovision because, you know, the expiring contract. But if it is, I think it's going to be a very good one. I give it eight and I'm sure about their qualifications for the grand final. Oh, same, same. I just gave it a seven. I guess I'm the, the grumpy one here. <laughs> I thought seven was good, but it's the lowest Poor one. change, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think, you know, ending the semi with a band, a, a big performance, guaranteed this is going to have lots of pyro and special effects. I mean... They've wanted to get to Eurovision for years, and I just expect that they will enjoy and they will make every single moment count. And I cannot wait to see what they have planned. Uh, based on our chat with them, it sounds like something really big, something very expensive. So, yeah, they'll end the semifinal and maybe Australia's participation at Eurovision with a bang. So, yeah, I can't wait uh, for, what, not very long now, days, really, to see what this looks like on stage. So that was it for semi-final two. Um, Dave, what does it look like? Do we have any agreements, any disagreements? Well, we do um, in terms of who we think will qualify. We were pretty dead on. So as, a, as the three of us stand, uh, alphabetically, of course, our group qualifiers would be Australia, Austria, Belgium, Cyprus, Estonia, Georgia, Greece, Iceland, Lithuania, and Slovenia, which means we would say goodbye to Albania, Armenia, Denmark, Poland, Romania, and San Marino. But that's our ranking, not our prediction. That, yeah, that's our group, like our ideal yeah. final, I guess. Uh, mm -hmm. We saw eye to eye pretty much on everything. Uh, except that I think Blanca might qualify, whereas the both of you thought that uh, Alika might. But otherwise, we were pretty dead on. All right. Thank you so much for listening. And this is going to be our last uh, episode that is recorded uh, this way, because um, we're going to be in the same spot for the Eurovision week. Um, 
We're going to do a reveal about it very shortly. Um, thank you so much for listening. Follow us on Instagram, Building Underline Bridges Underline Podcast. And we'll see you very soon. Thank you.